It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Good evening and you're very welcome to this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and coming up on the show tonight, Elaine Murphy from Rock Chapel has some fantastic nutritional advice for us and Daria Caffrey will add a splash of magic to our cocktail making at home thanks to the launch of her new business, Dacha Drinks, which features a trio of premium 100% naturally made mixers. But before we hear from Elaine, let me tell you how to get in touch with me here at The Best Possible Taste. You can make contact by emailing me s.noonan at live.ie or you can tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation and I'm on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So if your diet has changed in the last 12 months as a result of the pandemic, and let's face it, there's a number of us that have perhaps overindulged comfort at or seen a spike in our emotional eating. I'm putting my hand up. My next guest has some great advice for all of us. Elaine Murphy is a personal trainer from Rock Chapel, and I spoke to her earlier today for some nutritional advice. Let's have a listen. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Elaine, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks so much for joining us here on The Best Possible Taste. You have a number of areas of expertise, but one area in particular that is going to be of interest to people is nutrition. When did you start to get really interested in nutrition? Sharon, thanks for inviting me onto this show. Um, I'm delighted um, to be with you this morning. Um, so my area of interest, one obviously, is nutrition. So um, how I got started with this really was in my late 20s. Um, I do have a degree in health and leisure, but I suppose when you're young and uh, naive, you, you don't really take to notice really too much when you're younger. But um, as I had come out of a relationship, I realised how overweight I was from, you know, good food and a good life. <laughs> so I had to look into body and mind and see how unhappy I was with myself and food-wise. And just because I'm a fitness instructor uh, by qualification, so I thought to myself, jeepers, I, I definitely need to um, sort myself out. So I basically put the books into action and um, I started with precision nutrition in regards to uh, learning more about intuitive eating as well and um, just learning more about how the body processes food and works and how people um, eat due to stress and stuff which is something I had done a lot of eating due to stress and um, emotions so emotion eating I think everyone can kind of um relate to that around now so um basically I just I um had to have a proper look at what I was doing uh write down basically in a list as to what I needed to do now didn't necessarily go according to the list but it did go along the lines of me being a lot healthier pulling back from foods that were too good to me and um basically I just had to put in a routine for myself and it's basically like a light switch that went to my head because I said look something has to give here and I have to make my, my my body healthier I have to make my mind healthier so like it, it is something that goes on in your head that 
you actually do have to make the change. So you mentioned intuitive eating there and I think it's something that might be new to a lot of people. They might not have come across it. Just explain in a bit more detail what intuitive eating is. So intuitive eating, to, um, from what I've learned and from what I understand here is basically, um, let's say you have a plate of your dinner right in front of you and it's a massive portion if you're living at home with mammy and daddy, they'd probably put a lot of portion in front of you. Or if you miscalculated your own portion in front of you while you've cooked your own dinner um, and you feel full and the plate is not empty. If you feel full, you feel full. Don't finish off the plate. That's where I'm coming from with this. Like if, you know, if it's nice food and you're like, oh, I'm stuffed, but I, like, I don't want to go any further or... Now, if you're stuffed as well, that's also you probably feeling a little bit bloated and um, probably feeling a little guilty in yourself. And you shouldn't be because it's good food and it will digest. It'll take us slower to digest because there's carbs that you slowly digest and then there's carbs that you will fast, pretty much digest really fast. Um, so what I would say is if the plate is not empty, you don't have to finish it. Save it for an, another day if the food is, if you want to reheat for, we'll say, another part of your diet so yeah I I think different generations have different approaches to eating and that whole you know you're not leaving the table until you've you've cleared your plate (laughs) and you know you may not have grown up in that area era because you're a good few years younger than I am but certainly my age group I think a lot of us would be familiar with that that you're not leaving the table until you've finished your your plate and my husband kind of thinks a lot like that with our children but I I you know I don't want my children to have the hang-ups with food and the struggles with food that I would have because you've mentioned a lot a lot of words there that I can completely relate to about the feeling guilty you know eating it until it's finished especially if it's something that you really enjoy and if it's something that you don't enjoy you don't feel satisfied after it because even though you have eaten it all and cleared it. So what are the common mistakes that people are making now whenever it comes to nutrition and what they're they're eating in their diet? Well, I wouldn't call them mistakes. I call it lack of understanding, lack of education in regards to nutrition. You know, when I was growing up, like, obviously my parents were actually saying, stay at the table until you finish your veg or, you know, you didn't eat that or you didn't eat this. So, like, you're... It was made notice on the plate because they were actually monitoring your plate. Um, so, and I think um, I'm a 90s child, so I think every other 90s child is probably thinking the same as myself. Um, like, the common mistakes, like, it's more like lack of understanding. Like, people think that carbs are bad for you, they're not. They're so not bad for you. Bread is good for you. Because I eat bread and I, and I lost weight on it. Um, like, I'd eat, I'd eat chips too, but it depends on how you, you cook them. It's, it's basically... Like, I wouldn't be cooking them in a deep fat fryer. Uh, you know, like, you know, you can cook them once off or a couple of times off a cup in, in the month with the deep fat fryer. But I'd eat, we'll say, my cup of chips, basically. It's a, you'd have to measure them out to be able to, you know, to enjoy them. You know, you can still enjoy your food um, without being miserable on your nutrition plan or your nutrition. Like, I still don't like calling a diet a diet. I like to call it balanced nutrition because that's really what it is when you think you diet you think like it's a yo-yo thing you have to restrict yourself and it's not restriction 
um, I would say don't restrict yourself. If you like the food, eat the food, right? But if you find that you've no discipline with it, it is one of those trigger foods that you probably do have to pull away from for a little while. But it's not restriction. It's it's more like, you know, I had to either pull away from chocolate maybe because it was my restriction, you know. But maybe there's other ways that you can have your chocolate too, you know, mixed in with other things to have like a little dose of chocolate or maybe a bag of crisps or something like that. Um, like there's also like a lack of understanding um, when it comes to consistency with food, we'll say, um, we'll say like people think if you're on your carbs or your proteins and fats properly for a week, they think that weight should be lost in that first week. Not necessarily because your body actually takes 24 hours to process food through. Okay, and your digestive system needs, we'll say, that amount of time to actually have your breakfast come out, we'll say, basically the night after, we'll say. So, like, you know, you need to give your body a chance in the first two weeks to actually process food through because if you're, um, it's like putting water to a plant, you need to give the plant time to, to actually process the water through and bloom a little bit more next week. And that could be yourself then, like, we'll say, the new skin cells, hair, nails, everything. It, like, you know, how you feed yourself is how you're going to feel the week after. You know, if you're eating crap, you're probably going to feel crap, right? But if, if you try and eat good, you're going to feel good, you know? Um, now, again, when I say eating crap, I don't necessarily mean that there is bad food. There isn't, right? You can treat yourself to something nice and sweet for yourself on a Sunday. You can treat yourself in the middle of the week if you feel that there's a craving, right? And this is the thing that cravings are part of the triggers as well. So I would say have a little portion of, of that craving, you know, and there's there's no problem in having, you know, to let yourself, your hair down to just have, we'd say, you know, like your piece of chocolate or your bag of crisps, or just we'll say a packet of Harry Bull rings, you know? <laughs> Like, I mean, it's it's just little things in life that, you know, you can't be pulling yourself back because you're going to feel a little bit miserable on the nutrition plan or on the nutrition um, streak that you're putting yourself on because you want it sustainable. You know, you want to keep the routine of your nutrition going because when you're being consistent with your, with your nutrition and you're being consistent with your carbohydrates, with your proteins and your fats and your hydration, obviously, and your sleep, your sleep and all the other things in your lifestyle actually factor in as well because without sleep if you don't get proper sleep you're not going to let's say um have a proper kind of hunger streak as well because sleep doesn't have it your hunger you're going to feel hungry um or hungrier when you have lack of sleep i can guarantee you it has happened to myself <laughs> oh there's nothing like an oil sausage roll with brown sauce now whenever i'm feeling a bit <laughs> tired or it's been a very very early start which fortunately I don't have many of these days you have actually highlighted a number of the benefits of looking at your nutrition there from mm. the sleep hydration your skin it's you know good mood food the the way it affects your whole mental health as well it's it's not just about the scales there's so many other advantages to looking at your nutrition and what you're eating on a daily basis that's the thing we don't look at I, I don't look at the skills as a personal trainer for women like women have different um like fluctuations we'll say to bloating hormones like we go through the mill each month like 
because like we might have one proper week where we're very good with the nutrition and then we're trying to keep that routine and where we, we feel a little struggle mind and body because our body's looking for different things you know um so like with the fluctuations of bloating and you know you, you might be like under the weather or something or you just have to mind your body and you have to mind your mind and obviously with the pandemic like we had uh, got help this our weather wasn't on our side for a while there for a few weeks and we were feeling a little bit icky in ourselves so we were turning to emotional to the emotional side of eating you know whatever was in the press i might have that i'm not even hungry but i'll have it you know um so when you're not hungry and you're eating the extras that's to kind of that's to kill the hormone of emotional eating um, so I, what I would probably recommend on, um, on let's say the pandemic side of emotional eating and let's say emotional eating in general is to have a look at your presses, have a look at what why you're thinking like that, and I would recommend trying to take a couple of deep breaths, even four of them, take four seconds in, pause for a second or two, and then breathe out and say, look, you're just feeling emotion, you're feeling stressed. Write down in a journal why you feel like that and like what you'd like to do or what you could do to, you know, cover over, let's say, not cover over, but kind of help the food craving to stay at bay, like, um, like even if just a drink of water, you know, or um, if you have, let's say, a meal timed, let's say like a fruit salad or something, or, a, you know, a meal plan is actually a help here because you're, you're a snack your meal plan if you could food prep for your day ahead it helps you stay on track now it's easier said than done but you know for yourself you do have to do it you know it, it's it's a way of um, keeping the mind in check as well so you you've mentioned a number of of things there that people can be doing because especially at the moment with the pandemic here we are like a year into it mm-hmm. we thought it was only going to last a couple of months so many of us said oh sure look it's you know grand I have to look after myself here I have to be kind to myself and we could be regretting those COVID pounds now so if I had to ask you for your top three pieces of advice whenever it comes to looking at their diet and and their food like you've mentioned protein a lot there and protein is something that I've just got to grips with in the past couple of years and the importance of protein um you know not getting up in the morning and powering on without breakfast there's actually a number of things Mm -hmm. that we all should be doing that it wouldn't kill us to do it and we actually would see the benefits of it quite quickly so three pieces of advice then Elaine if somebody wants to make a change today what three things would you recommend that they do well there's a I suppose there's a kind of a mix between yourself and your mind and I suppose practically so like I would be thinking, first of all, why do you want to do it, right? Um, because there's a lot of people in and out of the nutrition plan and they're they're kind of, um, they have, like, it's like a, a wing scales, you know, the, the seesaw, um, where they're in a yes or no and they're kind of in between minds. So ask yourself why you're, you're doing this for yourself and write down, you know, why you're doing it for yourself and, you know, you, that's where you wake up each morning to see why am I doing this? Why am I um, staying uh, with a plan that's um, cut out for me or that makes me happy because I'm feeling happy, the obvious in, in, the, in the question. So the next one then, um, 
I would be thinking about is clearing the kitchen if you can, right? Um, now, there might be still foods that are still good for you anyway with um, in the press, but if you find that there's trigger foods in the press that are not going to help you and you're probably going to lean towards them, you know, even though you said to yourself, look, I'll, I'll check in with myself and you're still leaning towards them, I would clear them out, right? Just for the time being, just until you get yourself on track. Just clear them out from the kitchen and start afresh. Get your uh, your food list, write down the foods you don't have in your press and the ones that you do, obviously, for budget reasons. And um, just go to have a good nose in the shop then for your foods and... I, like I would stick to the food list as much as possible because there are there are shoppers and I've seen shoppers with their food lists and um, including myself where you have veered off in the past from the, the shop list and it's be nice now for a few of the lads later on and then you end up dipping into the same packet of crisps that the lads had later on do you know what I mean so um, obviously that's where your discipline comes in as well okay so you have to be you know, when you're asked why, discipline, consistency and a bit of sustainability as well in the long run. Basically, if it's not in the cupboard, you can't eat it. That's just it. That You have it in a nutshell. <laughs> yes, I, I do maintain that if I was back in Belfast living by myself once again, I'd be at least two stone um, lighter. I, and this is something mm-hmm. you and I have discussed offline that... Unfortunately, a number of us live with feeders, people who like to feed us. And at the same time, we can't keep blaming them. We have to take some responsibility ourselves, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just ask you quickly about air fryers before you go? You mentioned chips there. I'm seeing a lot of... um, information online about air fryers at the moment is that is that an, an appliance that you would be familiar with and that you would use a lot i'd, I'd recommend them yeah um like the, it's the, the they're a healthier way of, of cooking like i uh, wouldn't be to um, have a total knowledge on air fryers but they are getting a very very good review of um let's say for, for a nutrition plan and um, now we we have a slow cooker here ourselves as well and it is a, um like i would highly recommend a slow cooker as well and um, obviously when um like obviously when your foods are for the next day and you don't have an, enough time to be preparing your food okay if you have a lot of jobs on i would highly recommend having a slow cooker as well to just try and, and organize for the next day as well and so yeah the um, air fryers Definitely, I would recommend um, air fryers as, you know, as part of the And the reason I was bringing up the air fryer is, and you're talking about a slow cooker there, which is kind of big portions, which obviously you can freeze, etc. But I have seen online about the air fryers, like they're like a little mini oven. So for somebody that's maybe living on their own, they, they sound like they could be a great mm. appliance to have at home. So that's that's just why I wanted to ask you about that. And obviously healthier. I've seen people doing sausages and chips and chicken oh, breasts and roasts, all sorts of things in them, which I thought was very interesting. It's something that we should definitely look at here on the programme at a later date. But in the meantime, tell us a bit more, Elaine, about you and your business and the nutri- how the nutrition side dovetails in with the personal training that you offer. Yeah, so it, um, nutrition is part of 
my personal training because it is like as part of fat loss and weight loss um obviously it comes down to your food as well exercise is good for everybody obviously um and you know like we request absolutely every man child and woman to get out and get walking get your exercise in for head and mind body um but it comes down to food as well and how you um will say i suppose tailored to your 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 daily life you know um because um basically what i request of clients is basically how to um food prep for at least three days and uh, going on so let's say for example um i give you on a sunday to, to prep and um you're prepping for monday tuesday and wednesday and that's just three days so you don't have to prep for like seven days in advance or anything so it's stressing yourself up in the kitchen or anything like that so just prep for three days in, in advance and then maybe by thursday you might have another food shop or anything like that and you could um prep for the weekend and especially the weekends are very important as well in um in my my plans because um i find that's where clients have um the issues if the weekdays grand um i'd have been the same as well in the past myself when i was on a nutrition plan um it's the weekends because people have have a lack of understanding with um how much they can eat or oh god i was really good during the week and now i'm after going completely after i start clean now again on monday be grand and it is grand on a monday because you do need to just like start again on a monday but you don't need to like you know lessen the food or stop yourself of, or restrict yourself from eating good foods that's fine start on monday but at the weekends stop being guilty for eating food that you enjoy with your family and with your friends eat the food right the only thing i would advise if you're trying to stay good and if you still feel nah look i i'm taking the mick out of something here now at the weekends because um i still feel a bit guilty what i would say is to bank your calorie numbers for the weekend or to swap in and out foods right if you've had if i've given you maybe a salad for a saturday you know or a sunday and you're like ah, i'd love something a little bit sweeter or a little bit you know fun to eat then swap it out swap it out with a snack and swap it out with a salad and there you have your piece of happiness right in front of you <laughs> Fantastic. Well, listen, thanks so much for sharing all your insights and advice today. Just before you go, tell people how they can get in touch with you if they want to find out more about your services. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, of course, I'm online. Um, with, with the pandemic, I just transferred myself online. So you can find me on Instagram, um, Elaine underscore Murphy underscore fitness. And you can find me also on Facebook, the same name, Elaine Murphy Fitness um also my contact details are on those sites as well um including my email address elaine murphy fitness at gmail.com and i'd be delighted to hear from anyone who has any queries or anything like that brilliant listen thanks so much for your time today elaine i'm away to clear out the cupboards now (laughs) (laughs) need a hand (laughs) you're listening to the best possible taste on west limerick 102 fm Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break I was talking to Elaine Murphy from Elaine Murphy Fitness in Rock Chapel about nutrition and Elaine had some great advice about how we can improve our eating habits. I better not use the word diet. 
If you're just tuning in now and you missed that, you can catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8 o'clock. And the podcasts are also available to listen to on my website, SharonNoonan.com, as well as iTunes and the podcast app. Moving now from nutrition to cocktails, so a bit of a change of direction. And for my next guest, a change in direction was necessitated as a result of the pandemic. It has so much to answer for. Daria Caffrey is a wedding photographer who had to pivot when the majority of her bookings were postponed or cancelled. And I spoke to her last week. So let's find out how a love of cocktails inspired her new business and how we can all enjoy the fruits of her labour at home. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Daria, you're very welcome to the show. Tell us about your business. How do you pronounce it? Uh, you pronounce it as dacha, so it's a it's a Russian word. It means um, uh, a kind of a cottage, summer cottage in the countryside. Uh, most Russian families would have one. If you live in the city, you go there for the weekends, um, or you can go there for the whole summer. So it's kind of this kind of quaint cottage surrounded by garden and allotment. So people would grow um, produce there, like fruits, vegetables, herbs. Um, they'd have a gar- flower garden. And also a space where you would entertain. So you would gather family and friends there for occasions like maybe barbecues or birthdays. And you would have the table laden with food basically made from the produce that you grow on yourself. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of that's where the, the name of the company um, came from. Uh, we wanted to reflect the, those kind of values because you are Russian. You're from Russia originally. Yes. Yeah, I'm originally from, from Russia. Um, I lived in Ireland. Well, I moved to Ireland in 2008. Uh, my husband is from Calvin. And um, then there, you know, obviously probably was the, the worst year to move to Ireland with the beginning of the recession. So we lived in London then for a while. And then we came back to Ireland just at the end of 2015 um, and basically have settled here since. So you're based in Virginia, in Cavan, and yes. your background is in photography, so you are a wedding photographer. Yes, I've been a wedding photographer for 11 years. Um, I kind of started that career, I guess, when we were in London and then moved my business over to Ireland. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been very busy and I had no plans to kind of starting anything new, really. <laughs> But of course, the world had different ideas for you and lots of other people. So tell us about last year, you're a wedding photographer and that business must have have fairly dried up. You might have had a few small weddings, but I'd say for the the most part, a number of your bookings were cancelled or postponed. Yes, exactly. Um, I remember being in the car with my husband at kind of the second week of March last year and the news of COVID started breaking, you know, like here in Ireland. And then the rule came in that no more than 100 people for indoor gatherings and that the pubs are to close. And I turned to my husband and I said to him, like, that's the end of weddings as, as we know of them. Um, and basically the next three weeks, the all the work has been cancelled or postponed. So it was all very, very sudden um, that the work was, was taken away. And in March at the time, I thought, sure, we'll be back in July. Like, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back working in July. It's, it's going to be three months, you know. 
and stuff and obviously now we know <laughs> we are where we are um uh but yeah for, uh, you know for so many people in the events industry it's it's been a very difficult year absolutely and like ourselves and you were sitting at home enjoying the odd tipple i believe and you had a bit of a light bulb moment tell us about your rhubarb margarita rhubarb margarita yeah so um my husband and I really love uh, eating out and exploring kind of the, the food scene anywhere we go and especially obviously in Ireland and in the last, um, I guess in the last sort of 10 years and especially in the last few years, the food scene has really bloomed in Ireland. There's been so many amazing producers and restaurants and cocktail bars and um, so when we couldn't do it then in, in spring last year, we just started experimenting with drinks at home. Um, we love cocktails, so we just um, started making them at home. You know, kind of standard ones first, like espresso margarita, espresso martini and stuff. And, and then we have um, a rhubarb patch at the back of our house in the kind of a kitchen garden. Uh, and the crop was amazing last year. There was so much rhubarb. Um, and um, we kind of decided, okay, well, what, what can we do? And I heard of the rhubarb margarita, and I was like, what would be the best way to make it? So I just made uh, a kind of a natural rhubarb syrup and uh, just started making the, the margaritas with that syrup, and they were delicious, and I started sharing kind of the recipes and uh, the pictures of the cocktails on my photography Instagram page, and have been getting amazing feedback. And then people started asking me, where did you buy it? Because we were in a shop and we didn't see anything like it. Um, or, you know, we were looking online and we couldn't find it. And that's when the kind of the light bulb <laughs> went on. So this is last summer. So it's only really nine months ago and you've developed a business out of this Dacha. Am I saying it correctly? Dacha yes, drinks. Correct. correct. It's spelled D-A-C-H-A, but it's pronounced the, the Russian way, Dacha, DachaDrinks.com. Yeah. So, you know, product development, marketing. I mean, you're so lucky you have photography skills because that's so important whenever you're launching a new product onto the market to be able to capture it in an image. But it's pretty amazing to me that you have, like a year ago, this business wasn't even on your radar. So tell us how you managed to go from zero to having a product range of, I think there's three different flavors of these handmade mixers. There's syrups, as you, as you say, but before we get into more detail about the individual products, how, how did you manage to bring it all together so quickly? Yeah, so I guess I would start with the fact that when I lost pretty much all my photography work last year, I felt quite lost. Um, and I was reading all these articles about, you know, how people pivot. And I started to hate that word. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it just, it was putting so much pressure on, onto me. I was like, I felt like I had to do something. I couldn't just sit and not know, you know, what to do. I, I didn't know what to do with myself, you know. So when I basically had this idea, I just grabbed onto it with both hands and I just ran with it. And luckily, like I said, um, as a photographer, I've been self-employed for a long time. So I have skills like social media, you know, management and marketing. I've been marketing myself for, for a long time and I knew how to build a website and all of those skills. So um, all of that was done, you know, or could be done. I knew that could be done very, very quickly. In terms of developing, I guess, the, the product um, flavors, 
as I grew up with, basically on the dacha, you know, as I was growing up, my parents have always had the dacha and I knew about food. I knew where food came from. I knew how to grow it. Like I grow um, vegetables and herbs in, in my own garden in Ireland, um, just beside our house. So I, I have a good understanding of, of flavors. Um, and I kind of just use that knowledge, you know, to, to put something together. And just, to, you know, even like maybe something I tasted before, um, that's where kind of the, where the inspiration came from. And I just kind of thought up some flavors and made some samples. And we obviously tried them ourselves first and we loved them. And then we made some more samples and sent them to people for feedback. Um, and eventually in July, we ended up making kind of a, a batch um, of 50 sort of bottles with these three flavors and sent them to people from my Instagram following for feedback and kind of a marketing research. And uh, yeah, we got amazing feedback and took it from there. It must have been incredible to get such positive feedback to, to what you were doing. Yeah, we were absolutely thrilled. And um, it, it, it kind of gave us a real boost. I remember just the kind of, I put together a marketing survey and sent it to people after they, they sampled. But even before that, you know, I never asked anyone to share anything on Instagram, for example, because we had we had no project. It was just simple, unlabeled bottles, you know, just for people to basically have fun with and, and taste it and just tell us what they think. But people just start sharing it, <laughs> you know, and tagging me and stuff. And th so that was amazing. And then when we started to get um, feedback on our marketing survey and questions like, what did you think of the product? What, you know, how, how did you, what did you make with it? You know, what kind of cocktails did you make? And um, all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it, it was just brilliant. And it gave us a boost. And that's when it kind of cemented me that the idea could be a gore and I just um, took it from there then we sent samples to let's say the lab for shelf life testing and all that and engaged the brand agency in Dublin a brand new creative um, who designed um, our labels and put kind of the visual identity together for us. Yeah it all like fair play to you it all seemed to come together really very quickly because even things like sourcing bottles and HACCP approval like there is so much to starting up a business that it can take some people years to get to the stage that you are now at. I had a lot of free time last year. <laughs> you know, that's kind of, I, I guess that's why I was able to do it because I had a lot of free time. I had, out of 39 events that I had in my diary, I had 10 left, you know, and they were like only small, small events that were very spread out. So I did have a lot of free time and I just spent a lot of time researching. I got some help also from Enterprise Ireland with some mentoring sessions, so that really helped. And um, I knew a couple of people who, uh, you know, my past clients who also kind of became producers of, let's say, gin, and they helped me with where to source the bottle. So I kind of utilized some of my connections as well. Um, but yeah, it's I, like it, you say it happened very quickly. It doesn't feel like it because, you, you know, when I, when I kind of came up with ID in June last year, I guess. Um, and now we're only a couple of months away from June. <laughs> yeah, well, that is true. Um, let's talk in more detail now about the products. They are syrups and you have three different flavors. I presume the rhubarb flavor was your, your launch, your signature flavor. 
Yes, so the rhubarb is, I guess, our most popular one. It's it's made with Irish rhubarb. Um, it's delicious, not only in the rhubarb margarita, but with gin as well. So the, the, I guess the beauty of the syrups is that they can really be mixed with your favourite spirit, so whatever you have in your home bar. And that's what we wanted to achieve is to create the type of flavours that would allow people to easily make delicious bar standard cocktails at home that you don't have to go to the shop and having to you know buy tons of ingredients or maybe you know like sometimes you look up the recipes it's complicated things there and you're like how wait how do you even start with that you know so we wanted to take the hassle out of it but also wanted to for the people to enjoy natural flavors um and make be able to make delicious drinks at home obviously for just for ourselves at the moment where was we're in lockdown but as things start to ease hopefully for parties and birthday celebrations and summer barbecues in the back garden uh, just enjoying fresh you know creative flavors and raspberry and thyme syrup what was the inspiration for that combination i, I don't even know like i just Thought it, thought it up, I guess. I, I, I grow thyme in my garden and we have raspberries and I just thought, why not combine the two? And uh, the, the first batch I made was kind of a bit, thyme is a very strong herb. So the first batch I made was a bit a bit strong and then we kind of I, I tweaked it a bit and we kind of eventually came up with a combination that would bring through kind of the sweetness of the raspberry whilst also give a bit of a savoury hint from from time um so i can't really say that there's any particular source of of inspiration for that one it's just that we have both grown in our garden i just thought of combining the two i did and um there you go and in terms of sourcing ingredients then obviously you, you probably can't grow enough raspberries to satisfy the demand so you source those locally from Clark's Fresh Fruit? So uh, at the moment we are kind of we're still in early stages of I guess sourcing a lot of our ingredients um, and we try and do kind of try to source them as they come into season so rhubarb has just started we use the grower called ryan's rhubarb um just outside dublin and they have um forest spring rhubarb so they started this season in february and that's what went in, in our into our first batch and um, then everything else we're going to start using as things come into season so we use whole ingredients for all our syrups and we try to use fresh and Irish where possible. Obviously, for example, we have orange and, and basil flavour. Oranges don't grow in Ireland <laughs> as much as we would love to. Um, so we use cold press orange juice from an Irish supplier. So with, with all our syrups, um, what we try and do is we, if we can't source the ingredients in Ireland, and you said you said it yourself, like the volume that you would need. Sometimes the Irish growers just can't kind of supply that, you know. Um, so we, but we, we still try to use an Irish company that would be able to supply us with that. Um, but as we launched in winter, so it's kind of like, you know, there aren't really fresh Irish raspberries available at the moment. But as we're going to be going into uh, June, kind of from May onwards, you know, it's going to be Irish strawberries. And then from June, July onwards, it's going to be Irish raspberries and stuff. So we're definitely, when the ingredients are in season, we will definitely be using Irish producers. Fantastic. And, and sustainability is very important to you also. Like you've already talked about the bottle. It is a glass bottle and the labels are recyclable. 
Yes. So uh, that was very important to me. Uh, When I kind of started putting all the packaging together, I wanted it to be made from recycled materials where possible and be recyclable. Otherwise, it kind of didn't make sense for me to produce something that would contribute to more pollution. So we don't use any plastic um, or or paper, I guess, you know, labels, tampa labels, thank you cards. Everything that goes into the box is made from recycled post-consumer paper stock. And the boxes are 70% recycled cards are recyclable. The glass bottles and the the caps are recyclable. So, uh, yeah, we did put a lot of research and thought into kind of where everything comes from. Now, we're all dying to hear about how we can use them. And we've talked about the rhubarb margarita, which sounds absolutely fabulous. What do you recommend for the orange and basil syrup? So the orange and basil is delicious with gin. Uh, obviously, in Ireland, we have, we're very lucky with a lot of um, amazing Irish gin producers. So you could just add a dash into your gin and tonic and it would create a completely different drink for you. It's also delicious in um, a frozen daiquiri, which will be amazing. Now as we're going into spring and we're getting warmer uh, days outside, so just sitting on your patio, sipping on a frozen daiquiri. So it's basically mixing syrup with rum, um, you know, with ice and a bit of lime juice and blending it, um, you know, and just pouring into glass. So that, it, it's, that's kind of the beauty of the syrups. They can pretty much been mixed with whatever spirit you have in your home bar um so normally people would have staples like uh, whiskey for example gin um tequila uh, maybe some rum you know um prosecco so all of that goes well with all the the three the three flavors and then the raspberry and thyme what would you recommend adding it to my favourite cocktail with, with raspberry and thyme is Clover Club. Uh, it's just very delicious, sweet, kind of fruity cocktails, very lush. It's gin cocktails, so it would be the syrup, gin, um, dry vermouth and a bit of lime juice in a shaker into the glass and enjoy. Fabulous. Is it nearly cocktail hour, I'm asking myself now? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> And of course, it's not, they're not just for use with alcohol. You can make non-alcoholic cocktails with it. Can you just add water to it and drink it like you would a cordial? You can do that. Uh, Yes, uh, it is delicious that way. My husband drinks it like that all the time. Um, And also, if you want kind of a cocktail feel to it, you can use tonic water. So just basically, you know, tonic water, a bit of lime juice, ice and a dash of any syrup that would create kind of a cocktail as if you're drinking gin and tonic, but without the the gin. Uh, And also there is also some non-alcoholic gins available that you could basically mix up all the same cocktails, just substitute the alcoholic spirit with non-alcoholic gin and you would get a non-alcoholic cocktail um and that's what we wanted i guess when we were developing the product for the people who are non-drinkers or maybe if you have a party there is someone who doesn't drink there maybe a pregnant woman or you know someone who's just basically a non-drinker they would feel included and they would still get the flavor you know that that kind of um I guess the, the taste and the feel that they're having cocktail, um, but they will be they will feel included into the party. 
Yeah, I can remember many years ago being pregnant and at a wedding and them going round the table taking the orders for the toast. And I was sitting beside another friend who was pregnant at the time. And of course, we were totally fed up with the sparkling water. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of the sugar, fizzy drinks, fabulous. But, you know, you don't want to be drinking 10 of those throughout the day at a wedding. So to be fair to the server, he he landed on with two very nice non-alcoholic cocktails for us. So, you know, a little bit of creativity there never never goes amiss. And it's always nice to bear in mind the non-drinker for whatever reason that they're, they're not drinking. So the, the last burning question is, well, where can we get our hands on them, Daria? So at the moment, we're selling directly through our website. So it's www.dachadrinks.com. So it's D-A-C-H-A drinks.com. Um, we are also kind of, we, we only launched basically three weeks ago. So it's all still very new. Uh, and we are starting to approach select retail kind of independent food stores. And hopefully people will be able to buy them from kind of their local um, independent food store as well. But at the moment, it's directly from our website. And people can find our recipes and the videos on our Instagram page. So it's at Dacha Cocktail Mixers, D-A-C-H-A Cocktail Mixers. Um, so there's different recipes for cocktails, non-alcoholic drinks. They can see more about what we do and how we do it. Fabulous. Well, all that remains for me to do is to congratulate you on such a fantastic pivoting story like yourself. Now, I'm not very fond of that word, but sure, it is what it is. And you're a, a fantastic example of somebody that has done it and done it very successfully. I presume Dasha Drinks is here to stay, even whenever the weddings come back and you, you pick up your camera again. I hope so, yes. Um, it, it is definitely a passion. I always loved food and quality food and, you know, growing food and making food, cooking and stuff. So I really enjoyed the whole process of it, not only setting up the business, but creating, developing the flavours. And there's definitely more in the pipeline for spring and summer and winter, even this year. Um, so it's, I, I am very excited for the future, for sure. Fabulous. Well, listen, great to hear the story from you. And thanks for talking to me today about it. Thank you so much, Sharon. Thanks for having me. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan. And just before the break, Daria Caffrey shared details about her new business, Dacha Drinks, which features a trio of premium 100% naturally made mixers. And earlier in the programme, I was talking to Elaine Murphy from Elaine Murphy Fitness in Rock Chapel about nutrition. And Elaine had some great advice about how we can improve our eating habits. If you are just tuning in now, you're very welcome to the programme. We are almost finished, but you can catch up on the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it is repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8 o'clock. And the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. And before I finish up tonight, a shout out about a couple of events taking place tomorrow to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. 
The Roadside Tavern in Listonvarn at County Clare is live streaming a number of sessions with different musicians from 5pm and that's available to view on the Roadside Tavern Facebook page and don't forget about Cleary's window sessions here in Newcastle West. We had Seamus Cleary on last week and Seamus told us that from 3 o'clock there will be musicians performing live from their own homes and their performances will be live streamed through the Cleary's Facebook page. So although we can't get out and enjoy a parade and a meet up with pals, we can still do our best to mark our national holiday and support the entertainment industry. So thanks a million to you for tuning in tonight and to my guests, Elaine Murphy and Daria Caffrey. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you all and bon appétit. Do you want to get in touch with the best possible taste? Do you want to come on, share a recipe, review a cookery book, or just have a general chat about what you like to eat and drink? All you have to do is get in touch with me, Sharon Noonan, by sending an email to s.noonan at live.ie or send me a tweet at Queen of Org. Bon appétit!